Amen. Amen. Look at the person next to you and say amen. amen. Let me see the hands that have never heard me before. Oh, wonderful. Great. Lower your expectations. <laughs> Don't put me under that kind of pressure. Happy New Year's, everybody. So glad to be a part of, well, be home. Amen. This is my home also. Amen. I feel like I am a member. Amen. I got to get my member's benefits, though. I didn't know about those things, so I guess, like Mel, he changed the date, you know, that the men's meet to get me out. So are y'all trying to get rid of me? Amen. Bless the Lord. Amen. Well, I'm real excited this morning. I hope you are. We're going to see what the Spirit of God wants to do. Amen. Is that all right? Well, let me turn your attention to the screen. We're going to start in the book of Ephesians, chapter 4. It's all right? Amen. Let's pray. Well, Father, we thank you and we honor your divine presence. We recognize you as our source and our sovereign. (laughs) you the strength of our life. You have declared in your word that you're the vine, we're the branches. And there's absolutely nothing we can do without you but fail. And there's absolutely nothing that we want to do without you. So at this particular moment, <clears throat> we lean in and we yield ourselves to the teacher of the church, who's the Holy Spirit, for he knows all things. And you said that he will lead and guide us into all truths. And oh my God, we need to know what's on your mind. We need to know what you want to accomplish. We need you to help us to navigate in this new year the things that you have already planned and predetermined. So we thank you right now in Jesus' name. And we give you all the glory. Somebody say amen. Amen. Ephesians 4, it's on the Shibuya, you know. start at verse 20, 20, <clears throat> amen. But you did not learn Christ in this way, if indeed you have heard him and have been taught in him, just as the truth is in Jesus, that in reference to your former way of life, You are to rid yourself of the old self, which is being corrupted in accordance with the lust of deceit, and that you are to renew your spirit, and you are to be renewed in the spirit of your minds, and to put on the new self, which in likeness of God has been created in righteousness, holiness of truth. Somebody say amen. Amen. There was an old wealthy king, the story goes, who was very popular, very successful. Kingdom was flourishing. But this particular king had a desire. He wanted to be among the people. He wanted to touch them and talk to them. He wanted to break bread with them. But his advisors told him that that's not a good idea. There are safety protocols. If we let you go out among the people, they would mob you. But the king had this passion. And so from his palace window, he would look out 
and desire just to be among the people. So one day he came up with a strategy. He decided that he's going to take off his kingly robe and all of his attire and everything and make him look like a king. And then he's going to put on peasant clothes. And that's exactly what he did. And nobody recognized that he was missing from the palace, but he was out among the people. Somebody say amen. Amen. And as we embark on 2023, amen, you and I are going to have to take off some stuff and put on some stuff. I know you probably was wondering why he got that jacket on. (laughs) They tell me visual aids are good. No, no. They tell me visual aids are good for learning, right? So if we embark on 2023, there's some things we got to take off, get rid of, and then there's some things we got to put on. Amen. Look at the neighbor next to you and say, where, where in the world are you going dressed like that? I'm glad I got your attention. Somebody say amen. Look at him again and say, where in the world are you going dress like that. Now, how many brothers in the house have heard that before? I know your wives and girlfriends have told you, like, what? Where are you going, right? Well, I want you to think about it now. This is 2023. The calendar has changed, but have we? Are we ready for the new experiences and the things that God has already predetermined for 2023? And if we're going to have them now, not the religious experience of just having church, but actually these new things that God has in mind for 2023, it's going to take a taking off and a putting on. How many of you are looking for a prosperous new year, fruitful new year, a a blessed new year? Now, how many of y'all want that for the person sitting next to you? Come on, say amen. Amen. Look at him say, I'm looking forward. forward. You taking off some stuff. stuff. And you putting on some stuff. stuff. I say amen. Amen. In the book of uh, both Colossians and Ephesians, Paul describes the Christian life and the terminology of getting dressed. There's a taking off of the whole humanity and a putting on of the new humanity in Christ. Can I get that picture? Do you guys have my picture of the closet with the clothes? <clears throat> Amen. There you go. There you go. Now, in Paul's day, they didn't have a wardrobe like that or walk-in closets. Amen. But they did have to take stuff off. Because they didn't have all of the trimmings and, term- and technology that we have, like deodorants. So praise the Lord. Somebody say amen. amen. Now, this is, this is key. I want you to get this. I want you to get this. So let me take my time. This principle and process of the Christian life is the imagery that Paul is trying to give us in Ephesians chapter 4. That the Christian life demands that you and I take off stuff and put on the things that God has for us. Somebody say amen. Amen. 
Now, this dressing, this dressing that God has in mind is not just external. He don't just want you booted up and suited up on the external. But there's a dressing that God wants to put on you and I inside. And it's the inside work now that is required if I am going to display and represent the king in his kingdom. Somebody say amen. I feel my help coming on, as the Baptist used to say. Somebody say amen. Because you, you do know clothes are important. Somebody say amen. Well, let me say it like this. They're important to me. Somebody say amen. Hallelujah. And they were important to Adam and Eve. Did not they dress themselves? And then God comes along and said, no, that's not the dressing I want for you. I got something better. And I'm here to tell you that God has a better dress code for you and I in 2023. Somebody say amen. Now, what makes this possible, this principle possible for the taking off and the putting on now is that you have to make a conscious choice. Oh, somebody say amen. amen. How many of you every morning now you go through this process? Hopefully. <laughs> every morning. You decide to take off something and to put on something. That requires a conscious choice, which means then I need to identify what I need to take off, right? And then identify what I need to put on. For example, we may need to put on more love in 2023. Amen? Now say it with me, for all people. Because, you know, we're selective in who we want to love. I'm not getting no help. Okay, look at the person next to you. Say, is he talking about you? (laughs) No, 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 come on. The human experience now, we like the people that we like because they look like us, they agree with us, they're in the same neighborhood. But in the kingdom, in the kingdom, that when you got born again and was translated from darkness into the marvelous light of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, you came into a new system that demands and requires, I want you to love everybody. I want you to love that smelly person. I want you to love that person with attitude. As a matter of fact, I want you to love your enemy. And then Paul comes along in Romans chapter 5, and he says that the love of God has been shed abroad in our hearts. But guess what? You got to put it on. See, you got to put on love. You got to put on love for your wife. (laughs) Somebody say amen. My children always tell me, you and mom make it look so easy this marriage. We said, no, you don't understand. There's some putting on stuff. (laughs) And there's some taking off of stuff. Somebody say amen. It's a conscious choice. See, it requires a conscious choice to take off the old dirty stuff and to put on the new stuff. That makes sense? Uh, if, you're, if you're like typical, a typical male, men may every now and then do this, you know, with old stuff. They're the, oh, it's all right. <laughs> Come on, fellas, help me out. 
right? But see, God has a dress code. And that dress code is important now, especially if you're going to experience heaven on earth. Or do we just want to talk about it? Why can't we have those burning bush experiences? Why can't we walk on the water with him? Why can't we jump in the lion's den and see him come through? See, that requires some taking off and some putting on. How many of y'all with me so far? Nudge your neighbor and say, I'm so glad you came today. I've been wanting to tell you this for a long time. So I got to identify some stuff. You know, I don't know about you. Uh, typically, I know what I'm going to put on the next morning every day. Every day. When I go to bed, I already know what I'm wearing. Somebody say amen. amen. Because it's a choice. And so when my wife wakes up, she's like, you already dressed? Yes, I planned this thing. <laughs> Unlike my wife, she's like, well, we'll see. <laughs> See, it, it, it requires a choice now, a conscious one. So when you go to the closet, you make a conscious choice of what to put on. This makes sense? Well, in the kingdom, you have to make a conscious choice to put love on, to put joy on, to put peace on. Somebody say Amen. It has to be a conscious choice, and what drives that conscious choice now is a conviction that I need to change the mindset that I have. Somebody say amen. amen. So to try to help you to see this, because we all come into the kingdom of God with mindsets. Amen. Y'all see this frame? That's my, that's my baby and my grandson, Cameron, right? Now, we typically, all of us, have a mindset where we are conditioned to think and behave and see things from a mindset. That makes sense? Well, when you come into the kingdom, your mindset may be like this. But God is looking to expand that mindset. He wants to enlarge your mindset. Because the mindset that I had in the world will not hold up to the experiences that he have for me in the kingdom. Oh, ain't nobody happy in here but me. Is this making sense? See, when I came, when I was in the world, I had a mindset that my wife is supposed to be in a certain position. Somebody say amen. Don't look at me like that. You know, you know what I'm talking about. No, that you, you are supposed to be in the kitchen. You're supposed to cook my dinner. You're supposed to obey me. You're supposed to submit to me. <laughs> Mindset. What I did not realize is that she didn't have that revelation. <laughs> and then seeing if you're going to have, you're going to make these choices to put on. It has to come through a conviction that I got to change my mindset from a religious one to a kingdom. Amen. Yes. And that means now 
that I got to take on this tag, I got to put on this tag that he is not just my savior. Oh, come on, preacher. Uh, He's not just my savior. He is my Lord. And he has the right to tell me what I can and cannot do in his kingdom. Somebody say amen. Amen. Look at your neighbor. Say, are you still with him? him. Say conviction. Conviction. So you got to have a conviction that my mindset has to change because if I don't have a conviction, I'm going to bring into the kingdom that old mindset. And in the kingdom, it does not work. You cannot put new wine in old old skin. This is a new life. This is what Paul is talking about. We have a new life in Christ. Are you listening? And we have to show that new life now to those who are still in darkness. So it becomes important then that not only am I booted up and suited up on the outside, but I'm also dressed now on the inside. That I look like God on the inside. Now catch this. I know we don't like to be judged by our appearance. Is that right? But you know we are real good at judging people. Because you probably saw me when I came in and you probably like, why he got that on? <laughs> Nudge your neighbor and say, yeah, he talking about you. <laughs> yeah, we, we do it. It's just a natural thing, right? It's just natural to do that. But see, you don't see the inside. You don't get to see the inside of the person until you start interacting. And then no longer do the external mean anything. It's the character of the person. And I don't know about you. I had jacked up character. Jacked up. God loved me. But I had faulty character. And if I'm going to represent him, he said, you got to change. All right, look at the person next to you and say, you ever said amen? (laughs) Hallelujah. (laughs) Praise the Lord in a long time. You may think, what does this have to do with New Year? It's because every year we go through this same process. Oh, the new year's going to be great. I got expectations. But we never change. So you're going to have the same experience you had in 2022, 2021, 2020, if there's no dressing up on the inside. See, because here's why that's important. How am I doing on my time? I'm good. You shouldn't tell a Baptist preacher. <laughs> See, conviction, conviction of a changed mindset now, produces a perspective. You see, a perspective is a point of view. And what God wants for all of us is to have his point of view in 2023. Now, there is a world perspective. There is an American perspective. But God says, I have a perspective that I need you to put on. 
Somebody say amen. amen. Boy, this is a good message. I don't know what y'all are talking about. <laughs> Somebody say amen. amen. Because with God's perspective, I view people from his perspective. Amen. Not what they got on. Not how they behave. Not how they sound and where they live. Because if you don't know it now, God loves everybody. No, God loves everybody. Now, God loves your coworker, <laughs> your neighbor that dispute about the property line, that neighbor that'll constantly let the dog, you know, poop on your side of the, in your yard and don't pick up. God loves that person. He's madly in love with them. And if I don't have his view, his perspective, then I'll never be able to connect with them. Ethel and I celebrated 39 years a couple of weeks ago. Somebody say amen. We celebrated 39 years. Can you believe it? 39 long. I'm trying to loosen y'all up. Y'all too serious. 39 long years. And what made it possible is that I had to change my perspective and take on his perspective. Husband, love your wives as I love the church. Somebody say amen. amen. He didn't say I'd love her because she give good sex. <laughs> She's a good cook. She does well with the kids. He says to love her as I love the church. And I had to put that perspective on because I didn't have it. I had to put that perspective on. I had to put it on when she wouldn't listen to me. <laughs> put, that, put it on. I had to put that thing on when she burned the cornbread. <laughs> Somebody say amen. How many of y'all getting this? See, when you got his perspective, then you begin to see as he sees. The woman with the caught in adultery. The Bible said they brought her. And according to the Leviticus law, he had every right to condemn her and stone her. The Bible says stoop down. And I believe while he was stooping down, right, and he was trying to let them get his perspective. And that's why he announced to them, let the first that without sin throw the first stone. Because when you don't have his perspective, you have no problem throwing rocks. I'm preaching better than you saying amen. amen. Not only does the perspective of God give me his viewpoint of people, it causes me to value you. Somebody say amen. 
It causes me to value you from his perspective. That the same blood that saved me is the same blood that saved you. Is this all right? Thank you. I appreciate the amen. The rest of them <laughs> said value. And see, when you, when you value people, then you move to the next step of adding value to their lives. That my encounter with you should be better, you know, without me. You should have a better, you should have a good experience with me when I, you, you and I meet. That makes sense? That comes from a God perspective. And that's what the world needs. We have allowed the world to divide us. Because we want to keep the same mindset. And that's why it got to be a conviction. Somebody said conviction. Because any man, uh, convi- uh, let me read it to you. I wrote this down. Ah, uh, good Lord. I'm 60 and sometime I forget stuff. <laughs> a man convicted against his will is of the same opinion still. And that's, what is, that's what's in the church. You accepted Jesus, but you didn't change mentally. You love him, but you have, you're just refusing to change mentally. I'm preaching better than you saying amen. But I don't know about you, but this is a good 2023 sermon. Praise the Lord. Man, this is a way to get this get you started right here. Because, you know, when you go back to work Wednesday, them people you don't like, you now got to love them. Let me finish. How am I doing, Amanda? Where are you? Where's Amanda? Oh, praise the Lord. I'm okay? So, now what produces this perspective, I got, and I'm, I, I know I got to finish this right here. What brings about this perspective and helps me to maintain this perspective is God's purpose for my life. You see, when I come into the kingdom, he becomes obligated to tell me why he chose me. Because he has something in mind for choosing me. It wasn't just to get me out of hell. And it surely wasn't to get me to heaven. Because if he wanted me in heaven, then the day I accepted his son, accepted his requirements, he should have took me out. But he left me here. Why? Because he has a purpose for me. And oh my God, you got to discover, you got to find what was in his mind for choosing you. When I found out why he chose me, it placed my life now on a definable track. I knew where I was going. Is this making sense? Purpose. Because when I was in the world, I had no purpose. I had no direction. Jesus came along and saw the depravity of my life and gave me a reason to live. Purpose. Let me see if I can help you. Let me see if I can help you. My marriage is successful not because I just love Ethel, but because I've been purpose. She's purpose for my life. Are you listening? So when I don't feel like I love her, purpose takes over. (laughs) You got to see this. See, for me, 
Purpose means that God, God, God had a tailor-made suit for me. Can I get that up, that next picture? Somebody say amen. amen. The, uh, no, the suits and dress. Thank you. See, see, when you come into the kingdom, God knows how important that you be dressed right. Look at the name next. Say, where are you going? Where in the world are you going? Dress like that. Somebody say amen. And in 2023, God want to make sure you dress properly. Somebody say amen. And he telemates things. Go to Romans chapter 12 real quickly. What? Oh, there it is. See, see. How many of y'all ever owned a, a telemate suit? Amen. The telemate suit only fits you. Nobody else. That the teller, he measures you. You know, if you're 40, he measures that 40. If you stick it out a little bit, he takes that into account. In the suit, somebody say amen. <laughs> he measures your length because the purpose of God is just for you. The problem with the church is many of God's people trying to take on other people's purpose. Somebody, you're trying to put on other people's clothing. And God got something telling made for you. Romans chapter 12, real quickly. How many of y'all being blessed so far? Verse 2 says, do, do not be conformed to this world. Conformed to this world, but be what? Transformed by the renewing of your mind. I believe Paul said that too in Ephesians, right? Be, be the renewing of your mind so that you may what? Prove what the will of God is. That which is good, acceptable, and perfect. So God is a teller. He fits you. He measures you. He determines your capacity. He determines now what you are capable of producing for him. And then what he does, and I'm closing, I'm, getting, I'm, I'm almost there. He, he brings it to you. He presents this telemade suit to you. He fitted you and measured you and has already landscaped your life. And then he says, Donald, try it on. Somebody say amen. Got to put it on, though, you see. Donald, I want you to try this on. Put it on, Donald. Yeah, it looks good. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Put it on, Donald. And then God takes a step back. And he says, what do you think? And I don't know about y'all. I do have a long, long uh, mirror at home. And I do get in front of it. And I look. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I profile. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Somebody say amen. And then I turned to God and I said, it's good. And God says, no, Don, I need you to look at it again. I need you to check it out. And so I said, okay, I'll take another look, God. And I mm, push my shoulders back and suck in my stomach and like, you know, and like, oh, yes. Oh, God, this is not just good. It's acceptable. God said, wait a minute, Donald. No, okay, I, I, I heard you say it's good, it's acceptable, but you got to take another look. 
I said, oh, yes. My God, everybody going to compliment me at work. They're going to be looking at me. God is perfect. <laughs> and that's why purpose is so critical. Are you listening to me? As I embark on 2023, I got to make sure I got the right clothes on. Paul defines it like this. He said, put on the whole armor of God. He said, put it on. Put on righteousness. That means do right all the time. Put on the helmet of salvation. You got to protect your mind. This is making gird up your lungs with truth. That means you got to be honest, not sometimes, all the time. Let your feet be shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. And what Paul is identifying is a military armor, but he was really talking about you dressing up on the inside. You making sure you're ready for 2023. Are you prepared for the things that are coming? Because no matter how fine you look outside, if you're not dressed up properly, you're just going to have the same experiences that you had in 2021. Come on. Come on, come on, yeah, please. How many of y'all getting this so far? Y'all getting this? There's a putting off and there's a putting on. Amen. And I got to tell you, there are things coming into the world that the world ain't ready for yet. The church becomes critical. Because I believe in the days to come, they're going to be looking for the answers. And no matter how much they strategize and no matter how much they brainstorm, they will not have the answers for what's coming. You and I will. And that's why we got to be prepared. And we got to be dressed up. Did y'all get anything? Come on, get a lot of big round of applause. Amen.